Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. It is found in 1 John. It is uh, the only chapter, verse uh, 7 of 1 John 1. And the Bible says this. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, can you say amen? And I want to continue. Now, a lot of you may not remember because... uh, My two-part sermon went on to, I think, four or five parts that I interjected between these parts. I started a while back preaching the five ifs of 1 John. I started that, and then I forget why, what what was the circumstance that I needed to go on to something else, some special occasion was going on, so I inserted another three or four parts. I don't even know how many parts it was. Four parts. Was it four parts? (laughs) How do you know so quickly? Who said that? <laughs> Four parts. Uh, but we are going to go back now to a sermon that I started several weeks ago. Now, it is online. It's on our website. It's on our YouTube channel. It's also, you can probably find it on Facebook. I don't really know how to use Facebook to find actual videos. But on our YouTube channel or on our website under our watch tab, you can just go back and listen to the first sermon on this series if you want to refresh yourself. Okay. But I'm going to carry on today, but I do want to read one verse of Scripture. It's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. I think I already read this, didn't I? I'm going to read it one more time for you. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, and that is a key portion of the Scripture, as he is in the light. And I'll just throw this out for free. It's not in my notes. But we cannot walk in the light as we see it. We have to walk in the light as he is in the light. Let's not forget that he is God and we are not. And when we don't like something, it is we who need to change, not him. Go ahead and clap. That's all right. Praise God. All right. So I'm going to continue on part two now of the five ifs of 1 John, the five ifs of 1 John. We already talked about the, the if of uh, hypocrisy that was, in the, that was in 1 John, and we also talked about the if of fellowship with God. That's in 1 John. And today I'm going to pick up with the deceiving if of pride. The deceiving if of pride. Now, the Bible says in 1 John verse 8, and I just say the book and the, and, the chap, and the verse because there's only one chapter there. If we say we have no sin. Now, let me just tell you another way of saying that same thing. He said, if we say we have no sin. The other way of saying that same statement is the way this world is saying it. There is no God. 
If we say we have no sin, we of necessity are saying there is no God to determine what sin is. Can you say amen? And the moment we start determining what is right and what is wrong, we have become our own God. So you see, everybody has a God. I want my God to be the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't, go ahead and clap, that's all right. I do not want my God to be somebody that sits in the Oval Office of Washington, D.C. I do not want my God to be some philosopher, current philosopher of the day, nor do I want my God to be any one of the many various movements that are taking place not only in America but worldwide. I want my God to be the one that carried a cross up Calvary's hill and laid down and died for me and you. That's who I want want my God to be. Now just give me a minute here so I can help you determine who your God is. Because if Jesus says something that I disagree with, I now have to make a choice. Am I God or is he? If the Bible says something that our government says differently, is he God or are they? Because whoever I listen to is my God. And when I am listening to what my flesh wants, I have taken him and set him off the throne and put me on it. God, help me in prayer. Help me in a worship service like we had this morning. Help me in preaching. Help me in fasting. Help me in Bible reading to remove myself from the throne and put you back on it. I need you to tell me what to do. Hallelujah. And the moment you are reading your Bible and you read a verse that you don't like, you need to take note of who's going to be your God right now. Who's your God right now? Pride. Pride is a foolish thing. If we say we have no sin, John said, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. And what is sin? It is doing what that God says not to do. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you don't like it. If that God says do it and I don't, it's sin. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it, Rick. Don't say it. Here's the deal. I'm going to say it. That God said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. My friend, church is not an option. It's a must. We must gather together. We must group together. We must come together and magnify him. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Wherever two or three of you gather together, I will be there. It is not an option. You cannot serve God on your own. You need a family of God. Our God said so. Hallelujah. And when you wake up Sunday morning, don't feel like coming to church. Because you can get it online. No, you cannot. 
That's, an, that's another sermon. How's that? Which sin is worse? Because this is another problem we have, isn't it? Well, I'm not that bad. I'm not as bad as him. Wow, I would never do that. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, I can't blame me. I've done some things wrong, but this has taken it too far. Whoever shall keep the whole law, the whole law, and stumble in one point. We don't like this kind of preaching, do we? Whoever keeps the whole law and stumbles in one point, he is guilty of all. Now, wait a second. The Bible tells us that we should not deceive or lie. And it also tells us that we should not murder. Right? Now, murderers, oh, man. They deserve jail time, whatever. What about the one that bears false witness? Oh, I just told a little story, that's all. I, I just told a little lie, or I just told somebody's personal business. I don't like this. You're not liking this. But here's what it says. If you keep the whole law and stumble in one point, you are guilty of all. In other words, one sin will keep you out of heaven just as much as that other sin that they're doing. If you wonder why we preach hot and heavy that we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, it's because we don't care how good of a person you are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God and all have no hope except that all of their sins be washed away. And in order to do that, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. So bring in the good people so we can baptize them and bring in the evil people so we can baptize them because we are all guilty of breaking the law. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. He that said don't commit adultery, I'm still reading from John. The same one that said don't commit adultery said do not murder. Now if you don't commit adultery but you murder, and I'm not bringing this up, that's just in the Bible. I'm reading the scripture. If you don't commit adultery but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So don't think you're better than someone because you're not as bad as them. There's not a one of us here that's got the right to snub our nose at anybody. At anybody. Not a one of us. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to do something, um, and it's only because it's been such a terrible burden on my heart that, that, that a wrong understanding has been, has been um, portrayed to somebody, and I feel awful about it. I don't know how to find this person to let them know that we do care. 
you, you remember a few weeks ago, and it's just been on my heart, so I'm going to ask you to pray with me, all right? I, I need my church family to pray with me. Uh, you remember several weeks ago now, there was a young couple that was, uh, a, a young man and a woman, I don't know that they're a couple, but they were s s living out of their car in our parking lot, um, and they felt like they were in our way, so they moved their car over here to the back, and I happened to be walking through the church and looked out, and I hadn't seen them in a couple days, and was walking through, and I saw them in the back here where it's dark, and, and I think they, they kind of felt like they were, they should, you know, we were not happy with them here, which wasn't the case, and I talked to them back here, and I, I told them that... Um, I don't feel as comfortable with them back here. It's dark. I don't know, you know, people walk up and down Brat Street. I said, I'd, I'd really rather you didn't park back here and just park up here in our front lot right here where the lights are on for stewards where you'll be safe. So the next night they did that, and I told Mama what I told her. Of course, Mama was busy doing who knows what in the kitchen when I told her all this. Somehow she got it in her head that I had told them I didn't want them parking here. And uh, she came home the next day and saw them there and went and told them they're not supposed to be parking here. And they left. And I, I have just felt awful. I'm just coming to you. This is not even in my, this is not my sermon. I just, I don't know how it even came up. I, I'm brokenhearted that these two young people think that we threw them out and don't care. Because we do. I am no better a person than two kids that are living out of their car. I, I got nothing over on them, and, and, and if I could reach them, I would start. I, I, I'm on a, a Schenectady website. I would send it, uh, notes out to people. Does anybody know where there's a room for rent uh, to help these two kids? But the thing that just grieves my heart is the thought that they would think that we think we're better than them and that we don't want them in our parking lot because I, I don't feel that way. Can we? Go ahead. That's all right. Praise God. So I'm asking all of you, can we join together right now? If you're watching us online, join together with me. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Her name is Christina, and the reason I know that is because I said it wrong and she corrected me. <laughs> I called her Christine. She said, it's Christine, ah, and so that stuck in my head. <laughs> and I just pray that as I drive around, I, I, it's crazy. Isn't it how we are, how we're crazy? I, just, I drive around the city as I'm driving going someplace. I'm just looking for, that, for her car. Because if I see her, I'll pull over immediately. Say, hey, hey, it was a big mistake. We want to help you. Uh, pray, let's pray for them right now. Jesus, help me again, any one of us, help us to bump into this girl and this young man who are just trying to make it, just trying to be helped, not asking for anything. They just want to make it. I pray that you'll help me, help us to come across their path so that we can let them know that there is help in the kingdom. There are people that love and care about their plight and about their hardship. God, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And I'm sorry to bring that up. It just, I don't know how it came up in my mind just now, but if you would remember to pray for Christina and, and the other young man that's with her, that, that God will help us find them. Amen? Foolish pride. We all have sin, don't we? We all have sin. All right, let's talk about one more. We've got time for one more if... The boastful if that blasphemes God. Oh, my word. None of us would dare refer to any of us or to most people as a blasphemer. You blasphemer. But listen, if we say we have not sinned, 
or if we say we do not need God. Now, if you say, I do not need God, it is because you are saying, I do not have sin. Right? I do not need God. Listen, I need God for my finances. I need God for keep my car. I need God for all kinds of things. And that's what a lot of people look for God for. I have seen it happen. People need a job. They come to church. They pray and seek God. They want a job. Either they get the job and they stop coming to church, or they didn't get the job as quickly as they wanted it, so they stop coming to church, going to look somewhere else. We all need God for certain things. But the number one reason we really need God is to wash away our sins. And if we say that we have not sinned, we are blaspheming God who said, yes, you have. Huh? His word said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I don't care how good of a person you are. James went on to describe sin to us. He talked about sin as being such a thing as disobeying God at any level so that the murderer cannot say he's worse or the thief cannot say the murderer is worse than him and the liar cannot say the crook is worse than him because one sin is just as bad as the other sin and so if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar because he said all have sinned and the truth is not in us. That puts us all on the same level playing field. That's how I got onto this. These two kids living out of their car are no worse than me. Oh, I have a house and a car and a nice car. God blessed me with a nice car. Does that make me better than them? Oh no, I need God just as much as they do. We don't all have the same quality living of life. Some things we worked for and got, some things we worked for and didn't get. Some of us live in nicer homes than others. Some of us drive nicer cars than others. But the one thing, we all have the same. We all need a Savior. Those two kids need a Savior. Yeah, they need a place to stay, but before they need a place to stay, they need to have their souls saved. Because if they die out in the highway somewhere, I want them to make it to heaven. I'm not worried about where they're going to live next year. I'm worried about where they're going to live for eternity. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know where your life is right now. And I don't know when you come into church, if you look around, you think everybody's got it better off than you and nobody cares about where I am. Jesus cares about where you are and your number one priority is where will you spend eternity, not where will I spend tonight. And I by no means am trying to downplay your plight. And your hardship. My friend, if you got no place to stay, let somebody know. We will search high and low. We have met needs of people. We have gone out of our way. Sister Takara just testified how one of these young kids, some of these young kids didn't have enough money to go to a youth conference. And what was it, 10 minutes, you said? 
15 minutes, more money came in than what was enough because we care about you and what you're going through. And sometimes we can help and sometimes we can't. But there is one thing we can always do. We can tell you how to get to heaven. I can't always tell you how you're going to pay your rent next month. And I can't always figure out how you're going to get back and forth from work. And we'll do our best to try to figure things out for you. But there's one thing I can do. I can tell you how to get to heaven. Because what does it matter if I live 100 years or 10 if I'm lost for eternity? Somebody tell me how to make it to heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's wrap it up there, and we'll pick it up next week. I don't even know where I left off. The what? The fourth if that blasphemes God? All right, remind me of that next week, all right? I could have started with number one. None of you would care, would you? Praise God. Let's wrap it up with this. Musicians, come. Let me wrap it up with this. I need God. I can look around at my life and say, I need this, and I need that, I need some of this, I need some. All of that is secondary to the fact that I need God. And if the conditions I'm living in cause me to die tonight, so be it. Just give me Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, And if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.